Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station, and the four-time nominated Stellar Award Gospel Station. In addition to that, you are watching over WPHY Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey. You can follow WIMG on all social media outlets, WIMG 1300. You can follow Trenton 365 on Facebook, Trenton 365 Show. Also on Instagram and Twitter as well, Trenton 365. In the studio with me is my friend Kimberly A. Ferguson, um, also known as K. Ferg and K. Ferg Speaks, and we'll get into all the details about that in a little bit, but Kimberly is an author, an entrepreneur, a personal development trainer, and she's doing some amazing things. Um, we're going to be talking about her book a little bit, and for those of you watching on TV, I'm going to show you real quick, and I'll show it to you later. Her book is called Marketing You, Be Strategic, A God-Centered Approach to Career Development, and in addition to that, She's featured in this awesome book by Tanya Barnett, and it's called Today's History Makers, 21st Century African-American Female Entrepreneurs. And we're going to talk quite a bit about this because uh, Kimberly is one of those people that um, I often, often like to say kind of flies under the radar. You don't really know what's going on and then bang. Something happens. So she's got a TV show. She's got a radio show. She's got a book coming out. She's a national speaker at a conference. Um, she's being honored by this organization, etc. But without any further ado, Kimberly A. Ferguson, welcome back to the program. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to see you. So quickly, kind of bring me up to speed with all the stuff that's happening. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, one of the things that um, you mentioned was the conference, the AOE conference. Um, AOE stands for the Association of Women Inventors and Entrepreneurs. I will be one of the speakers at the conference. The conference is taking place August 25th and 26th right here in New Jersey. Uh, Lisa Ascalise, who is a well-known inventor, uh, known as the Inventress, uh, is hosting the conference through her organization. Her organization is all about helping people, uh, helping entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and it's not just for women, the conference, so just keeping that in mind, even though it's AOE, Association of Women Inventors and Entrepreneurs, uh, it, men are represented there as well. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can go to AOE.com, that's A-O-W-I-E.com to register. So that's one of the things that's going on. Um, as you mentioned, I am featured in a book, which was really exciting, um, Today's History Makers. And Today's History Makers is amazing because there's so many amazing women in it. And I was honored to be asked to be a part of it. And so that piece uh, was created by Tanya Barnett, uh, who is also amazing. If you're not fam familiar with Tanya, definitely look her up on social media. And I believe on her website, it's tanyabarnett.me. Uh, to take a look at Today's History Makers, you can go to todayshistorymakers.com. Mm -hmm. So those are two of the things that I'm working on. I'm also, as you mentioned, because I'm a learning and development consultant, I have regular clients that I work with. Um, this summer, I'm spending the majority of my time working with the Philadelphia International Airport. I'm overseeing the learning and development component of their internship program, which allowed me to launch my program, which is called LEAP. And LEAP is all about helping people learn, engage, acceler accelerate, um, and bring things to, to um, bring it to productivity so it's all about getting them to take it to the next level whatever whatever their uh, goals might be mm -hmm. so I'm really excited about that oh I can imagine um, and part of that <clears throat> part of that excitement I think plays off of the word that you used honored um, because uh, 
it's nice when you can see people who are doing amazing things for them to be recognized for what they're doing. So kudos to you and congratulations. Oh, absolutely. Um, So when we first met, you were just in the process of finishing your book, Marketing You, Be Strategic. And that's been, how many years has that been now? It's like 2013. Wow. Goodness, that's been the, five. Like 2013. Oh, wow. All right. So, <laughs> so five years. Okay. Wow. And um, so a lot has transitioned from then. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've actually taken your uh, lessons, your life lessons from your book and obviously applied them to what you're doing as Absolutely. far. So, so let's talk a bit about that, about the book, Marketing You Be Strategic. Okay. So uh, one of the things during the internship program, the students quickly recognized that one of my favorite words is strategic mm-hmm. because it, it is all about strategy. It's all about planning. It's all about being deliberate and intentional in what we're doing. And when I first set out to do this business, I started, I actually registered the business in 2008, uh, but I wasn't being strategic. Uh, It was a hobby for me. I was doing things here and there. I mean, Shiloh Baptist Church was actually one of my first clients, Mm. um, their community development corporation. I was doing some programming for them and for their youth. Um, And I wanted to go further. I wanted to take this to the next level. So I started to really pay attention to some of the lessons I learned throughout my career. I I mentioned when I was on the show previously, I worked in corporate. I worked at Dow Jones for nine years and I moved on. I'm a certified teacher of English and the internet and online technology. So I taught at an alternative school for a while. And I worked at the College of New Jersey overseeing professional development and talent there. So throughout my career, I learned a number of valuable lessons, learned things that I should be doing, that I should not do. Uh, But one of the things that I learned that was just really important is about strategy and just being deliberate in what I'm doing and having a plan, not just stepping out and saying, okay, well, you know, I, and we've talked about this before, not just saying, well, I have faith that this will happen and not doing anything um, productive to bring it to fruition. So that's one of the lessons that I learned. And in the book, I talk about that quite a bit. I mean, the the book is called Marketing You Be Strategic, strategic being an acronym for the things that you need to do to make uh, yourself successful in your career development. And one of the first pieces was self-assessing. I had to check myself. And I had to recognize that, okay, you're waiting on things or you're not doing things um, intentionally or, you know, just paying attention to what I was doing and paying attention to to the lessons that I learned and not being afraid to go back when the door was closed and say, hey, these are some of the new things that I've done or this is this is something else that I can offer. And that's one of the lessons you and I've talked about that before. Uh, One of the first lessons I learned when I when I really started this journey intentionally uh, with my with my business. And honestly, things took off in just a couple of years from the time that I said, okay, I'm going to be deliberate and strategic and I have a plan and these are the things I'm going to do, uh, things started to take off for me for me from there. Mm-hmm. I still have a long way to go, <laughs> but I'm really excited about um, what has happened thus far and the contracts that I've been able to secure thus far and just the response that I get from clients around the content that I bring, mm-hmm. um, the way that I deliver, uh, the way that we've been able to help and change behaviors and improve people in the workplace, even, um, you know, 
be strategic is a God-centered approach. So a lot of times in the settings in which I'm working, I can't I can't go in and say, okay, well, these are the things and cite scripture. But a lot of things in business are biblically based. Yep. Um, so using some of the principles and just teaching them, um, teaching people how to, you know, take action and, <laughs> and th those types of things that we, we learn in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's really very important to me to follow the principles that, that, that are listed in the book. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the lessons that you had mentioned a, a while back when you were on the program, um, you said that when you first went out to corporate, mm -hmm. they said, okay, well, where's your book? Mm -hmm. Let's tell, tell that um, story. <laughs> so the first organization that I went, well, it was one of the first that I um, pitched to. And it was a really great opportunity to speak at this organization. And when I submitted my information, I was shortlisted. So there, let's say there were 20-something people that applied. There were five of us that they called back to interview. And during the interview, they asked me what was the name of my book. And, they, and I didn't have one. I didn't have a book at the time. I was working on it, but it wasn't done. And they asked me about certain certifications that I had experience delivering the tool, but I didn't have the certification for it. Mm -hmm. And again, it was something I was working on, but I hadn't, I hadn't completed it. So when, um, so the door was closed from there. They, they, you know, said thank you, but no thank you, and they moved on. Uh, about a year later, or probably less than a year later, I reached out to the organization because by then I had my book, mm -hmm. I had the certification, by then I had um, secured a number of, you know, pretty decent clients, clients that had name recognition, so clients that they would know. And I created a video and sent it to, to the CEO of the organization and said, hey, remember me? I'm Kimberly Ferguson. Mm -hmm. And I just ran down all of the things that I had accomplished in that short amount of time, things that they had been looking for when they first were seeking out a speaker for the organization. Um, she hired me to come in and speak to, they, they had just launched a women's group. She hired me to speak to the, the women's group. She invited me to interview on a show that they do for um, for an organization that she works with and then she referred me to the national uh, conference that the organization belonged to so I ended up getting two paid gigs out of, <laughs> out of yeah out of just going back to the door and knocking again yeah so. and and I'd like for you to talk about that process a little bit um, because I, I think a lot of times people think all right well you do steps one, two, and three is automatic. Mm -hmm. But that isn't necessarily how it works. And and I, I find that, and we've talked about this, mm -hmm. not getting frustrated, but taking that moment to um, accept those emotions that you have, mm -hmm. but then thinking about, hey, how can I change this? And what do I need to do to make myself better? Yeah. And then reapplying. So let's talk about that a little bit. So, and, and I'll start by saying I do get frustrated. I do, like, if, when the door closes, you know, sometimes I'm discouraged. Sometimes I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Uh, but taking a step away from those feelings. Um, the first thing that when, when I'm teaching conflict resolution, one of the first steps we talk about is neutralizing emotions mm -hmm. and taking the feelings out of it. Um, so that's one of the things that once I get past how I'm feeling about it, um, I have to take a step back and say, okay, what lesson did I learn? And what can I do now? What's the next step that I can take? Um, and even with with the contracts that I have, it has been it really has been about proving myself and demonstrating, going above and beyond sometimes, even when I don't feel like it, to show the clients that hey, I'm for real, 
of what I'm offering is quality. You're getting quality, um, a, you know, quality product from me. But also, it's it's even it's even more than that. I'm passionate about what I'm doing, so that's shining through. People are seeing that as well. So when we think about that, to, to answer your question, when you think about that place of frustration, uh, it's really important for us to recognize those feelings and own those feelings. Don't don't. We're, we're human, so we're, we 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 have to at least go through the process. But then from there. What am I going to do about it? Not giving up, but just pushing through. And there are times when I feel like giving up, uh, but pushing through has just yielded so many rewards, and I just feel so good about you know the end product mm -hmm. when I do that, when I push through. Mm -hmm. and, and kudos to you again for for being uh, that resilient and continuing to push through. Um, because I, I was thinking, wow, five years. I, I didn't know I've known Kimberly yeah. that long. But it's been amazing to see this process and this journey that you're on and to see how, how you're moving forward. So again, kudos to you on that. Thank you. So um, you talked about neutralizing emotions. Mm -hmm. um, in post-industrial cities like Trenton, and, and there's so many others across the country, but here in New Jersey, we can say Jersey City and Camden and, and New Brunswick, et cetera. Um, there's oftentimes a mental health um, component where people are, are they're dealing with a lot of different things sure. other than the frustrations that they may have. What are some of the strategies that you like to use in your trainings to help people get through those periods of... Um, feeling inadequate, frustrated, disappointed, et cetera. Okay, well, one one of the first ones is in the book, and I, I mentioned it already, but I'm going to go back to it. It's the self-assessment piece. It's taking a look at where I am, why I'm where I am, where I'd like to be, what lies in the gap. So what are the things that are getting in the way? So I can look, I ha can have a realistic view of what my situation is. Um, that that helps us in a number of ways. If I have a realis real, realistic view, I can set realistic goals. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we have these goals that we're not quite ready for. And, and, and I'm not saying that to discourage people from setting these big goals. I'm not saying that at all. But set them in a realistic way. So I'm putting a realistic timeline on it. I'm not expecting something to happen overnight when I know that there are certain competencies that I need to develop in order to make it happen. Or there's, um, you know, maybe I have to go back to school or maybe I need to make the right connections in order to make it happen. So sometimes we're looking for things to happen overnight and I've had people contact me I've had people reach out and say how are you doing this and and the, the other piece of it I want people to, to have is a realistic view of it what we see on social media and what you see on the websites um, you don't see those but we were talking about the long hours mm -hmm. and the sleepless nights and the mm -hmm. closed doors you see the successes and and I try to balance it by you know posting messages about okay yes the doors doors closed but you know I'm still pushing through but the reality is people are seeing you know they're seeing the end product. They're seeing the success. So they wonder, okay, well, I started this, you know, a year ago, and why am I not doing, you know, these types of programs yet? And I've been, you know, I'm because I'm passionate about giving back, I have no problem with sharing, you know, ideas and secrets. And I've had folks say to me, you should be charging for the information you're giving. It's, you know, it's information that I don't mind sharing because I've been through the process, but people still have to go through their own process. Uh, to get back to your question, do we have time for yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, to get back to your question, though, some of the things I teach around that, so number one, the self-assessment piece. Number two is finding stress management strategies that work for you. 
So um, for me, it's visualization techniques, um, and there's tons of them on YouTube. If you go on YouTube and search for visualization, I like the beach ones where they you know, kind of walk you through the, the scenario of being on a beach, just kind of taking you away from that place and of, of frustration and, and allowing you to do breathing exercises. Another one that I like is progressive muscle relaxation exercises. I mean, it doesn't take you out of whatever your situation is. It doesn't pay the bills for you, but sometimes it just helps to relax us. Um, in stress management, there's three different types of um, strategies. There's acceptance-oriented, where you know I accept whatever that situation is. So if, if it's a bad money situation, but I accept what it is and I find ways to work with it. So the strategies I was just talking about, like the stress management strategies around breathing and pro progressive muscle, re muscle relaxation, those are all around the acceptance-oriented strategy. Action-oriented is about, okay, I see this is my problem, and this is what I'm going to do about it. I'm not going to just stand here. Maybe it's time management that I have to do. Maybe it's anger management. Maybe I need to see a counselor. Mm -hmm. So action-oriented is about me taking action to maybe change my situation or to better deal with the stress that I'm feeling. And then emotionally-oriented is all around um, thought awareness. Sometimes we're just negative in our thought process. So the idea there is just changing the way I think, trying to be a little bit more positive in my approach. And so those are the three different ways that people can kind of address those feelings that they might be having. Great. We'll get back to those after the break. Okay. I have Kimberly A. Ferguson of kfergspeaks.com. She's an author, an entrepreneur, and a personal development trainer. She'll be back with me after a short break. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. You can also go to trenton365.com, and there you can get archives of all the interviews and the different things that I'm doing in the community. In the studio with me, I have Kimberly A. Ferguson. As I said, she's an entrepreneur and author, a wife and a mother, and she's doing some amazing things. And we're going to be talking a bit about um, she's being honored uh, in a book or featured in a book, Today's History Makers, 21st Century African-American Female Entrepreneurs. And for those of you who are watching on TV, you get a chance to see the cover. It looks like that's an awesome picture of Nefertiti. And uh, this is by Tanya Barnett. And Tanya, I'll be in touch with you soon to talk to you about your book. But Kimberly is also the author of her own book, Marketing You, Be Strategic, A God-Centered Approach to Your Career Development. And we've been talking a bit about that and talking about some of the different uh, techniques um, for dealing with uh, the stressors mm -hmm. that we have. And if you could just run through those three very quickly, okay. and then I'd like for you to talk about, well, talk about your website first. Okay. Run through those three, and then we'll transition to something else. Okay, the website is kfergspeaks, that's K-F-E-R-G speaks.com. Um, there you can find information about me, what I do, some of the clients that I've worked with, um, some of the media that I've had the opportunity to um, be a part of. So again, that's kfergspeaks.com. You can also find me on social media. I'm kfergspeaks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, kferg speaks. And so back to what we were saying before, uh, the three different ways uh, when we talk about stress management strategies, there's three different categories. One being action oriented, uh, and we talked about the fact that that's around taking action, being more deliberate, not just saying, okay, I'm stressed, but think, taking a look at what's causing it and some of the things that I can do to um, alleviate that stress. And some of that, again, could be time management strategies. It could be seeking out a counselor or someone to talk to if I'm, if I'm feeling burnt out or if I'm feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm 
at that place where I'm desensitized. So finding um, someone to help us is, is great in those action-oriented strategies. Um, the emotionally-oriented strategies is where I ended before. That's about changing the way that we think. So some of us are very negative in our approaches. Some of us feel like, um, well, I can't do this. Or we think about the language that we use. And emotionally-oriented is just encouraging us to take a look at the way that we that we think and shift that. There's actually some tools on mindtools.com uh, around emotionally oriented strategies. There's a video there as well as a worksheet that people can use. Um, and acceptance oriented strategies. So acceptance is accepting the fact that there are stressors in our life and saying, okay, these are the things I'm going to do. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to do progressive muscle relaxation exercises. I'm going to visualize. Uh, there are a ton of tools on YouTube that you can find around the acceptance oriented strategies. Mm, great. Um, I just want to jump back and, and talk about your professional development, the training that okay. you do. And um, you had mentioned that you're doing some work with uh, interns. Okay. And there's a lot of talk about how do we incorporate the younger adults, the high school students, the next generation okay. in what we're going to do going forward to make our community and our society better. Can you share some of your experiences with your, your training of the younger generation and how are you merging or bridging that gap between us and those who are younger as they move into the workforce? So this project I'm really excited about. I've been wanting to launch LEAP for a while and I had the opportunity to do so with 60 college interns and 25 high school interns. Um, it's a really important program and I hope other organizations kind of take a look at doing this or something like it at their organizations when they have interns. What we're doing or what, what, they're, what they decided to do there is not only allow the interns to have the work experience, but also to have classroom time. So they spend uh, a couple of days a week with me um, doing things like uh, communication skills, um, conflict management, creative problem solving, uh, accountability training, presentation skills. So we're talking about all of those different things in the classroom. The way that I manage it though is that I'm I'm trying to tie it to things that they can actually apply in the workplace. Mm. Um, and so when you talk about bridging the gap, sometimes there's a disconnect between what we're doing in school and what we're actually doing in the workplace. So I love the fact that here we have the opportunity to say, okay, these are some of the skills that you need to be successful in work and here's how you apply them. The other piece of it, um, what, what the piece that I, I really like, um, I've added, is adding a component for the managers. So it's, it's bringing the managers into the process as, uh, as well and giving them tools. So after a training, they have a sheet that I, that I sent to them and say, these are some of the things that we covered in the training. Here's some ways that you can coach your interns. So here's some suggestions or here's some resources that you can use. So when we talk about bridging that gap, there doesn't become such a disconnect between classroom learning and what we're actually doing in the workplace. The other big piece is I'm talking to them about practical things like how do you connect with other people? How do you talk to each other? How do you resolve problems? Um, and because I'm doing it, I'm working, as I mentioned, it's with the city of Philadelphia. 
students with their airport. Um, most of the participants are students from the, they're, they're from the Philadelphia area. So uh, I love having the opportunity to talk to them about how do you resolve issues, what are some of your, your insights. And let me tell you, um, there's not as much of a gap between us and the younger generation mm. as, as we might think. Um, their processes, like as we're talking about different processes, they're spot on about these are things we should do. It's about are we actually doing them? Are we applying these? You know it. Now how do we put it to work? And oftentimes with, with professional development, that's what happens. I'll go to an organization and people will come in and say, well, you know what, I know, I know how to communicate. I've been doing this for 40 years. And when we get in there, we really start talking about strategy and, and okay, yes, you know to do this, but what did you do in that last situation? And people start to talk about, oh, well, this is what I did and this is how I handled it. And it's, it's about bridging the gap between what I know and actually applying what I know. So, and that's why, for me, the difference between um, me and, and what has allowed me to get some of the contracts that I get is the focus on application. We don't just talk about, okay, this is what we do, but we talk about how we apply it, and we do it in a fun way. Mm -hmm. So the same types of activities that I do with the adults, like playing with Legos and building towers out of spaghetti and marshmallows, I'm doing that with the high school students, yes. Yes, we did that for creative problem solving, <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> All right, it's fantastic. Um, so I'm speaking with Kimberly A. Ferguson. Um, you can go to her website, kferg, F-E-R-G, speaks.com, and there you can learn a bit more about who she is. You can purchase her book. You can also uh, hire her um, to do some development training for you and also take a look at some of her archives, etc. Um, I want to make sure that we talk about this, and this has been one of those uh, subjects that that you and I really connect on, and this is about the importance of social media and our branding okay. and how we, how we put that information out but staying consistent. And um, you nailed it earlier when you were talking about when people see on social media, mm -hmm. they see what you want to post, so they have a tendency to see all the positives, all right. the victories, all the wins. But there's a lot that goes behind that. It, like for me, for example, I mean, I've got my personal Facebook page, which I probably should just merge it with the Trent 365 <laughs> show page. Um, but that's not a true reflection of the low points mm -hmm. or the no's right. or the doors being closed in my face or contractors or, or, or getting contracts where you know that you're getting paid a lot less than what you should, but you take the gig anyway. So let's just talk about social media and the importance of that. Okay. So um, I want to hit that point as far as the, about the pay. And, and um, the, the beautiful thing that, that is happening, and I'm seeing that unfold, so I'm teaching others, is that, yes, you might start off at that, that low the low place as far as pay goes. Uh, but um, And that might be to get your foot in the door. Uh, but don't minimize your value. So as you start to build and develop and you see the value that you're bringing and organizations are seeing the value that you're bringing, be sure to adjust your pricing. Um, don't stick with that, that low pricing that you use to get in the door. But people need to understand that sometimes, I mean, I know in the beginning, I did things for free. Mm -hmm. I mean, I took, I took non-paying gigs um, in order to get the experience. Um, and now I'm at a place where I say, okay, I'll do 
four or three or four non-paying gigs a year to kind of give back to organizations. So the organizations that don't have, but they ask me to do something, there are, there are at least three or four times a year. I'll make sure that I do that to give back. But back to your question about social media, um, it's just really important when we think about our brand to control that brand um, and to be, again, here's that word, strategic or deliberate in our branding, in the messaging that we're sending. But don't get caught up in the social media. That, that's one of the things, and, and I have two people that are coming to speak to my, my high school students, uh, my, I'm sorry, my college students next week. Uh, Tara Ackaway, who is the CEO of Socialwise PR, um, and um, PK Kersey, I've mentioned him a number of times. Mm -hmm. Shout out PK, show. I know he's listening. <laughs> What's up, man? Um, so those two are gurus in the area of social media so one of the tips that I would give to people around social media is again be deliberate seek out help if you need help if you need assistance um, in controlling that brand and be mindful about what you're posting because people are looking and they're paying attention and if you want your brand to be this but you're posting things that are contrary to that then people are going to notice that um, I have found though the value and the power of it and I'm starting to find my balance I need to post a, a bit more I know PK is probably listening saying this girl doesn't post enough <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have found the value I mean I posted two things that I posted this year yielded two paying gigs um, one one thing that I posted was a around a leadership development program that I recently launched and one of my previous employers um, hired me to present that program. Then um, another one, I, I posted that program once I did it. Um, someone that I was on a panel with years ago um, who, who um, runs a foundation, an amazing foundation in North Jersey, invited me to come speak to her team. So again, it's the idea of using it as a tool but not getting bogged down or, or, or not feeling um, not allowing it to slow us down or feel like we're not doing enough because people are posting what they want to post. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we've got like less than 60 seconds left. Do you want to make any last final pictures or anything about the book that you're highlighted in? Today's... History Makers. Yes, today's History Makers, 21st Century African American Female Entrepreneurs can be purchased at todayshistorymakers.com and it's by Tanya Barnett. Be sure to check her out. Um, Marketing You Be Strategic is still available on Amazon.com and be sure to check me out on kfergspeaks.com. There you can see um, some of my contributions on Forbes.com. I didn't mention I'm, I'm a Forbes.com contributor now, so you can see some of the contributions there. Um, you can see some old articles um, that I wrote for Black Enterprise, um, as well as some links to some conferences that I've participated in and list of clients. Mm, fantastic. Kimberly A. Ferguson, um, she's back and uh, she's back and I'm going to make it a point for her to come back more often. We're going to try to get her in here quarterly to keep you all abreast and to do some different things, some different projects like book clubs, etc. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Kimberly, thank you very much for coming back. Thank you for having me. And you're, you're quite welcome. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Segment number one is over. Stay tuned for segment number two.